0: Oh,
1: I want to welcome you to Cornerstone Apostolic Church. You're listening to Inside the Pages. <laughs> you know, this is, this is the day that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. You know, we're not trapped in a box where when things don't work right or something is going on, you know, it get edited out. It don't always work that way. But I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. And again, we welcome you and, and thank God for you. And, you know, our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. You're listening to What is live. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Thursday, men focus. And I'm telling you, on last Thursday, the men focus are we had a specific topic in mind um, to to talk about, uh, but it wound up turning into much more because someone had called in and joined into the discussion. And when they felt comfortable, they began to ask questions. You know, and that's what it's about it's about the soul, it's not about programming having such a, a strict program and guideline that you can't take time out to, to try to help somebody. And so uh, again, on Thursdays at 6 p.m. is our discussion group, and you're welcome to join in. On Saturdays at 11.30 p- p.m., uh, you can find us on kkla.com or ninety nine. 0.5 FM if you're in the LA basin. Uh, if not, you'll find us uh, the radio feed on kkla.com. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness we thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning. You have given us a reasonable portion of health. Most of all, you've given us a mind to call upon you. Uh, Lord God, we can think of your goodness and if we can acknowledge you. We can pray and talk to you. We, we can listen for your answer. Lord, we're grateful because it doesn't depend on all of the physical extremities, but a relationship that is nurtured with you. Lord, we honor you today for what you have done and for that which you are going to do. Lord God, we walk with expectations. Lord God, your word has spoken and declared to us your truth. You've spoken things in our lives and, and we believe at that point it has been settled because you established it. We know your word will not go out and return void. Lord God, we are occupying until you come, until those things arrive. Lord God, and while we're, in our, while we're occupying, we just pray and ask that you would help us to occupy in righteousness. Bless us to occupy and keep the vows that we've made and keep your word to live safe. Lord God, if you help us, we'll do those things and we'll do them in such a way that it's pleasing in your sight. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would touch our brothers and sisters that are sick. Lord God, those that are in the hospital, those that may be at home not feeling well, that you would send your strength, send your word of encouragement. Lord God, touch them in their bodies. Lord Jesus, uh, as you healed the centurion's daughter, Lord God, we know that you're able, Lord God, and and if you don't, we know that you're able to save the soul, Lord God, we thank you, we thank you, Lord God, Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would touch those that are grieving because of loss of loved ones, you can comfort them, Lord God, and you know the exact words to be said, you know everything to be done in the moment. Lord Jesus, you also know and feel our pain and, and the things that we deal with, and we know that, that that you don't go untouched by them, and we appreciate your thoughtfulness and your consideration of our frailties. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray and ask that you would bless those that are walking in obedience to your word. Those that are listening to the messages that you are using this vessel to, to proclaim, those that are walking in obedience and applying your word, Lord God, I, I pray, Lord God, is Lord Jesus, because you send the rain, you send the, the sunshine, you fertilize the ground, Lord God, and it is you that causes fruit and for them to multiply, Lord Jesus, so that they can testify and tell of your goodness. Lord, we thank you right now, Lord God, Lord Jesus, for blessing us and, and bringing us a, a, a day closer to the goals that we have for in ministry, Lord God, and for helping others. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name, Savior. Lord, we pray and ask that you would bless your word to go forth this morning with clarity. Lord God, help those that are tuning in, those that are listening, those, Lord God, that will uh, be joining in later, that you would bless them, Lord, uh, as they embrace your word in Jesus' name. We'll continue to give your name the praise. We'll continue to give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. At this time, we'll have our opening scriptures. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord, all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathens, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. And the Bible says, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. Bless your name, Jesus. Certainly we solicit your prayers this morning. I'm telling you the enemy is fighting, but he doesn't have the victory. You know, we started, uh, when we started the service this morning and did our, our, our morning check of, of electronics and everything, uh, everything fired up. And when it was time to go live, everything stopped firing up. Even during the reading of the scripture just now, the uh, internet service went down. I don't know how much you may have heard, but uh, understand that uh, that we're soliciting your prayers. You know, there's a word to be given this morning. And so uh, we just soliciting your prayers. As a matter of fact, we're getting ready to go to into prayer. You know, I know I did an opening prayer, but at this time, I'm going to, well, while you're listening to this particular a song in ministry, we're going to the altar and we're going to, we want to pray right now and seek God and, you know, in a certain, in a certain way and calling upon him. And and so during the duration of the song that you're listening to, uh, we're at the altar. We're at the altar calling on him. You know, it it, is time to call on the Lord. It's time to call on him. Anytime you're dealing with you, you're going There's spiritual warfare that's going on, which, which doesn't cease. Then you need to know who to call upon. Bless your Lord Jesus. So wherever you are, you ought to call upon him as well. Wherever you are right now, call upon the Lord. Bless your Lord. The altar. The altar is where we want to be at. Bless your Lord Jesus. Because there's too much going on. Wherever you are, if you're at work, and you can go to the bathroom, you know, go to the car, you can take a break, or if you are driving, bless your Lord Jesus. If you're at home preparing for a service, Whatever you're doing right now, I want you to stop and to begin to pray. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Mighty God. Bless you, Lord. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We offer up songs of praise and offer up sacrifices the fruit of our lips unto you lord thank you jesus thank you lord mighty god thank you jesus thank you lord I want to direct your attention to Romans, the 8th chapter, while you're turning near. I've been captured by a love I can't explain, and now you have me. I'm forever changed. I've abandoned everything I've ever known. Now I surrender. My life is not my own. I belong to you. Can you just tell him those words? Lord, I I belong to you. I belong to you, Lord. I don't belong to no one else. I don't belong to that past life. I don't belong to the things that I used to do and what I used to subject myself to. But I belong to you, Lord. I belong to you. The addictions that I had, that, that no, I belong to you, Lord. Mighty God. Ah, hey, glory! Bless you, Lord. I've been captured by a love I can't explain. Now you have me, I'm forever changed. I've abandoned everything I've ever known. Now I surrender, my life is not my own. I belong to you. I think those are some soothing words. I belong to you. Can't you see God in embracing and having that praise, Lord, I belong to you? Captured by a love I can't explain. And now you have me, I'm forever changed. I've abandoned everything I've ever known. Now I surrender, my life is not. I belong to you, I belong to you, I belong to you, I
0: belong
1: Almighty God, Lord I belong to you and it's a good feeling don't have to worry about betrayals don't have to worry about cheating don't have to worry about being forsaken he said I'll never I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you Lord I belong to you I can trust you I can trust your word and I can trust those that have committed themselves unto you as long as that commitment remains intact. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself to you. Life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself to you. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. I belong to you. I belong to you. Mighty God, you know that's a te- that's a beautiful testimony. Lord, I belong to you. It enhances the relationship in the home. It enhances productivity on the job. It enhances and you know our social life. It enhances those things. Uh huh. Did you know Jesus had a social life? Yeah, he wasn't uh He was God. Manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world. He fulfilled the ministry of, of, of reconciliation. And, and that's what, how we are here today. He had social life. He, he wasn't limited to the people that, you know, to, to the righteous, those that are the righteous, you know, I'm going to church and, and I'm only going to be around those that are in church. Jesus socialized with everyone. Doesn't mean everyone agreed with him, and he was certainly not in agreement with everyone. But he yet made himself available. Let's make ourselves available to everyone. That's what Jesus did. He made himself available to everyone. He didn't compromise in the process. He was available. Mighty God. Amen. Hey man, we're gonna go forth in the word of God. And I endeavor not to be long. I, I need to stop saying that. I think most ministers need to stop saying that. Just give me 10 more minutes and 10 minutes multiplied by three, four, you know. <laughs> I'll I do my best not to, you know. But again, I wanna thank you for joining the online worship service this morning. Uh, Today is June 26th, and we are here to serve the Lord. Uh, There's no other motive. There's nothing else in mind except to serve the Lord. If you're looking for a church home growth ministry, I want to invite you to join us uh, in service. And so uh, in the book of Romans, Romans, the, the eighth chapter, I'm going to read the first four verses, Not am going to read the entire chapter, and then I'm going to drop down to the 26th verse and read a few verses there, 26, 27, 28. It says, now is therefore, no, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me, made you, made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The 26th verse, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we are, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. 27th, and he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know, and we know, and we No, just pat yourself on the chest. We know. I know this. I know this for myself. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. I want to talk a little bit about all things, including that thing, including that. That thing that comes to your mind when the phrase or when the scripture is quoted and when even when I said that all things, you know, read that we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God. That thing that comes to crosses your mind, maybe you felt a little chill, maybe your hair stood on your arm, maybe you felt a little pinch, you felt a certain way. You know, when you, when that thought, because it brought something up. I I know what that's like. Now, you may have heard this expression used before, maybe on a sitcom or someone, you know, uh, used this expression, said, of all the things, of all the things. You know, and this is a term that expresses surprise. Stuff happens at times and it catches us off guard. We don't know what to expect. We didn't expect to go into the office and get handed a pink slip. And I take issues with that because your job will hand you a pink slip, but then when you go in and say, I quit, they want you to give a two-week notice. Why? Why do they want a two-week notice Even if they were planning on letting you go and you beat them to the punch and you give them a notice, then they want two weeks extra out of you so that they can. But if they were going to give you a pink slip, if they were going to 86 you, terminate you in that moment, they have not thought about filling your role or anyone doing your job during that time. They're just going to distribute the work among those that are there or it will go undone. There's a lot of unjust actions and corporations but listen you didn't know that you was gonna and that would that would be a surprise i've been surprised before and and i'm sure i'm not the only one (laughs) you know and and so it does something to you of all things of all the things that could have happened all things But it worked out. Yes, it did. It worked out. Listen. In any case, whether you liked it or not, the action that occurred impacted you. It may have caused the separation of some sort, loss of finance, change in relationship. It's certainly uh, doing something directly to you. And the ways of it can and will impact those around you. You know, when, when we feel a certain way, it impacts the children. Sometimes we, we could be even be a little, a little snappy. It didn't, you know, at the moment, you're not thinking properly because you, you're on that roller coaster ride. And you, you might snap a little bit, and, but you really didn't, didn't mean to say that and with that tone uh, to anyone. But it came out. And so therefore you have to go to them and apologize it's nothing wrong with apologizing Uh, those words i'm sorry go a long way especially when it's a i'm sorry and it's not being repeated again i've heard people say i'm sorry and because they got caught in the moment of what they were doing and they apologized because they didn't like getting caught but then they went right back to doing it okay And so it impacts; it has an impact on you. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm just a real person. That's all. Okay. Now, what I find interesting is you don't know how you're going to act until that thing happens. Uh, Many have said, "If it was me, you know, when they saw something happening with someone else, if it was me, this is what I would do." I've heard those things. Oh, I wouldn't take yeah, that's what you're saying now. you know, and I think I may have made those statements along the way too. even in in the loss of a loved one I used to hear people the 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 old um elders, I'll put it that way, the elders physically elders, not licensed elders, the physical uh, we don't mourn like those people do. But then when they lost someone, that tune changed. They found out that they do mourn quite a bit. People will say, get over it because they don't feel the impact of it. And the list can go on and on. When a storm blew my way, I can talk about me. I, I, I can't testify and talk about anyone else I could talk about observations that I saw, but but when the storm blew my way, it 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 knocked out all of my defenses. I was caught off guard. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know how to act, didn't know how to respond. And and so and there was nothing wrong with that, even though I thought it was just like you. You think sometimes that something happens in your life that. You're at fault and you don't know what to do because you're at that moment. You're trying to figure out why, what, how, what did I say? What did I do? What did I not do? You know, you go through a, a whole list of things in your mind. And I'm not talking about in that just that moment. I'm talking about day after day while you're trying to you're trying to comprehend and get a handle on what's happening. Hmm. My defenses were knocked out and I didn't know what to do. I'm just waving in the water like a ship without a sail. No, no light tower didn't know. Didn't have nothing turned on to give me any any beam of of hope or anything in that moment. Didn't have no one to talk to. You know, you know who you can talk to. Now I don't care how much of a friend you might call that person, but sometimes you can't share everything with your friends because your friends may not know what to say, you know, in the, I I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, you have those that, that don't know how to be confidential. And when you share something, you, uh, you go down the line a little bit and you hear it again where it was supposed to be confidential it was supposed to stop there uh, preachers ministers those in license power when you deal when you deal with a confidential situation it should not become part of your message the following sermon the lord rebuke you for not for not using the confidentiality that should have been in place, the integrity of the fact that someone uh, confided in you for help. Mm -hmm. Now, someone may have a problem with that. That's okay. You know, we can agree to disagree, but I want to help somebody. And so your disagreement with what I just said don't matter because there are souls that need help. When someone, speaks to you confidentially, it should not become your morning message. No one else may not know who you're talking or what you're talking about, but that individual do. It shouldn't be like that. It should not be addressed. If it wasn't addressed in private, uh, with the, with the uh, auspicism of the Holy Ghost directing you, then why would you stand up and address it openly? Hmm. Bless your Lord Jesus. Well, I could dance off of that message. Yeah, that, I can shout off of that. I didn't know what to do, who to talk to, so therefore I didn't talk to anyone. The one individual that I would have talked to had already gone home with the Lord. How to even act because of the magnitude was so great. I'm, I'm using myself because there's someone else out there that feel those the wave of things that I've just described now I recall my pastor telling me it is good for me that I have been afflicted I didn't understand that I didn't get it you know sometimes uh the people give you scripture to in that moment of what you're dealing with and you may do like me I nodded my head yes pastor but I really did not understand it. I did not understand it. It's all right not to know. It's all right not to understand. Just don't get out of place. But I I trusted in what she had to say. I trusted because of her concern for my soul's salvation, even though I did not understand why. As days, weeks, even years have gone by, I, I would think about those words even as I think about them now. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. Now, the second part of that scripture said that I might learn thy statues. Now, I didn't, didn't out of all these years, I didn't see that part until last night when I read the scripture again. That I might... Learn thy statutes. so I, I thought I obviously there was something I needed to learn that I did not know. During our leadership conference, and I want to invite you to come out to our leadership conference. What are those dates again? October, October 6th and 7th. October 6th, 7th. And then the 9th is our ordination service. That's a Thursday, Friday, October you know, seminars will be going on, is that right? Yes. Okay. And then our ordination service, those that will receive licenses that will occur. It was during our leadership conference. This is about 20, about 2000, the year 2000. I was over at the leadership conference, still working with the leaders. and And so one of the bishops, was riding with me. I was escorting one of the bishops home to the residence and and he began to address my situation. I hadn't talked to anyone. Some time had gone by well over a year and I had not spoken, the pain was obvious, but I had not spoken to anyone. And the bishop began to address me. He began to talk to me and uh, and to give me some wisdom. It doesn't mean I, I was, you know, by this time it was public knowledge. And certainly you could look at me and tell that I was in, uh, you know, dealing with, with something that was, uh, you know, but just like you can be seen, you know, we might try to hide things, uh, you know, uh, there's old song and, you know, I, I like music and, and stuff. So there's old song that says, you know, it's nothing like the tears of a clown because when there's no one else around, you know, Uh, You see the smile on his face, you know, but that's only covering up the tears that are behind the scene. Uh, You know, I I had a uh, there was a friend, an associate that took a picture of someone. And they made reference also to the beautiful smile that the person had. But at the same time, there was sadness behind the smile. Sometimes you just don't know what we're covering up. Mm hmm. But understand something that even though the knowledge was public and, you know, and people looking at you and I don't try not to go ahead of myself. I want to help somebody with this. But your business, my business is not everyone's business. So you don't need to discuss everything. You don't need to pick up the phone. You, you don't need to jump on social media and share your business with the world. Don't hang your dirty laundry out. Don't don't do that. Don't don't do it. Your business, not everyone. And he didn't tell me, gentlemen, the bishop that was counseling me did not tell me that everything is gonna be all right soon. You know, in seven days, you know, you have spent around, you done high fived somebody, you'd have ran up and down the aisle, you know, and 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 you'd have you stumped and shouted for joy and all of that that everything was going to change instantly. He didn't tell me that. He said, but it was actually the beginning. It was the beginning. I was entering into a process. I needed to go through the valley. Mm Mm-hmm. This just wasn't going to end immediately. I wasn't alone, but it wasn't going to end immediately. I needed to go through the valley, the valley of being talked about, the valley of being looked at strange, the valley of criticism, being ridiculed, and those that felt they had a word for me. You know, sometimes you're going through something, you're dealing with things, and, and there's someone that feel they have a word for you. They, they, they have caught wind of, of something. Mm-hmm. Even getting preached on by by associate ministers, and you know they had a word because they were in disagreement, and you know walking past walking up to some that I knew for years and saying he- hello to them and getting that old dry uh, sandbox hello back. They don't do that today. They they embrace and hug today, and you know with joy and and even calling uh, to to on holidays, and stuff. but. It wasn't like that in that moment. He didn't tell me everything was going to be all right. Nope, not in not instantly, but that it would be all right. There was a church mother. You know, talking about those that sometimes feel they have a word for you. There was a church mother. When I saw her, she had flew in from out of state. And I knew when I saw her that she had That I had to reposition myself because she was trying to figure out a way how to walk up to me and and give me a a word. I knew just how she was going to do it with stammering lips as if she was being overwhelmed by the spirit of the Lord. But that was not the case. But listen, I didn't I didn't bust her bubble. I let her get it off her chest that way it could be done with. And, And so she said, you have to forgive. But her message was late because forgiveness was already implemented and was moving on, working through the process. She was late. But she had that word that she had to get out of her system. And I had to let her get it out so that I could go on (laughs) and have a peaceable life. (laughs) You got to know how to deal with those that you are around. Today, I have counseled many and have been called upon when necessary inside the church, outside the church because of the process and what I had gone through. I didn't get it at that time, even when the bishop was telling me, you know, uh, greatness does not come from you not going through anything. You have to be redefined you have to go through something in order for god to make you and mold you and shape you into what he wants you to be and you have to allow it there was some other advice that he had given me and let me let me be honest let me share this with you there was a piece of advice that he gave me gave me some instructions And I heard what he said. But in that instance, in that moment of how I was feeling, I didn't follow it. And it caused more pain. Because if I had followed what he had told me, I would have avoided a piece of pain that I did not have to go through. Because had I followed the advice, I wouldn't have experienced it. Mm -hmm. From that moment. From the time and the instruction he has given me to this day, I still follow those instructions. Yes, I do. I do not avoid them. I follow the instructions that was given to me. Those that talked, that had something to say. Those that looked, those that criticized, felt they had a word. Now talk about what God has done. Look what God did in that man's life what they see and how they talk about the elevation and the ministry and what god has exploded in this life well you know the olive is a small seed the skin on the olive is really thin and in order to get the the oil from that olive it has to go through a grinding process to bring forth that little bit of oil that that now when you come to the altar that people lather you up with half the bottle and you ever been to a service where you know the minister didn't put so much oil and when you walk out you, you're not shining from the glory of god you're shining from the oil that's been poured and that's been rubbed all over you those that criticized and, and ostracized and said things now call and now uh giving praise unto god now they listen to the they listen and have listened to the broadcast and and ask call to ask when are you on the air yes holding still holding me up in prayer and i appreciate that i can understand it a little better now you don't always understand everything in the moment but you Uh, they used to say, by and by. We'll understand it better by and by. Mighty God. Not only do they look at what God has done, but let me tell you, they stand as a line of protection for this little man in this ministry. They will tell you in a moment, don't go near him. Don't, don't, he's untouchable. Not that I'm untouchable like in that way, but in other words, are I, you, you know, the two fingers pointed at the eyes, looking back, <laughs> I'm watching you because he's reserved uh, for a purpose and what God has done and what, and we're watching out for him. And I appreciate that. You need people to stand with you and to pray with you and to watch out for you but it wouldn't have gone or bit, had I not gone through the thing that I needed to go through. It didn't feel good. And yes, there was a cry that you did not hear. You know, we talked about that on our Men Focus program, how men, uh, there's a cry that men have that you you don't see, you don't hear. And if you do see it, it's, it has gone, it has reached a point That, man, I'm telling you, there is, you know, that is a a situation that uh, you rarely will see. But it exists because the pain is so great. Deuteronomy 8 and 2. Pastor, why did you have to go through that? Well, same reason that you have to go through what you're going through. The same... (laughs) The same reason that you're going to go through what you're going to go through. I'm prepping you for what you're going to deal with. It doesn't doesn't stop God's word from, from you hearing it and that settled it. It doesn't stop God's word from you looking forward to the blessing that he has. But it's a process that you go through to get to where God wants you to be at. Deuteronomy 8 and 2 says, and thou shalt remember all the ways which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. Israel traveled in the wilderness 40 years unnecessarily. At least we say it's unnecessary. The Bible says that God led them through 40 years in the wilderness to humble them. When we go through things, it is a humbling experience. Yes, now I was humbled by what I dealt with. It's a humbling experience. You got to be humbled by what you deal with. It's a humbling experience. It was not meant to destroy you. It will not be meant to take you out, but you will be humbled if you allow God to take you through the process. And to prove thee, to know what is in thine heart. You need to know what's in your heart. We deal with the surface of things so much, but what's at the core? What's at the core? When you're going through, when you're dealing with things while you're waiting for God's word to fulfill, while you're in the, in the moment that prayer and things are going all right, you know, you having that mountaintop experience and you standing there with your arms up, and you know, all there's still something at the core that needs to be dealt with. He says, so that you'll know what's in your heart, whether thou will keep his commandments or no. while I was going through, will I keep his commandments? No. Or yes, which one is it? What am I going to do? What did I feel like doing in that instance? I know what I felt like doing. I didn't do it. Else I wouldn't be here where I am right now. I would not have gained the respect and honor and the and the, the covering that my children needed in that moment, had it not been for the commitment unto the Lord. What will you do? Because whatever you do, you're either going to be, re- you're gonna receive a reward whether it's right or wrong. If you do what is wrong, then the lesson, you know, in school, we you get that that one-legged A on on that on that paper. You get that one-legged A, and you don't want a one-legged A, okay? And so, uh, will you keep the commandments of the Lord when you're going through? It is a struggle. Uh huh. In the struggle, you will find out what you will not do, you will find out who you are. You're gonna find out what you will do, what you will not do, and who you are when you're dealing with a situation, especially when a situation doesn't end overnight. The scripture says, oh, weeping, you know, you have heard the minister get up and weeping man do it for a night. With a joy come in the morning you heard those messages Well, have you ever been to Alaska you know a night could last six months it, it, it don't end instantly so will you lie in that moment will you tell the truth will you act out of character because When you act out of character, that just says that that was part of your character. If you ever been cussed out by somebody and they said, oh, I didn't mean that. Yes, you did. That's why it came out of you. Because you meant it, it was in your heart. What comes out of the heart is truth. I I didn't mean it, I was jokingly. No, it was some truth to what you said. That's why you said it. And and now you can't can't will it back in. No, that's not gonna work. Will you act with anger or some type of self-control? What will you do when when the prayer, I'm praying about it and my prayer didn't change anything. At least it didn't change the outer elements of the situation. But it did. It is working. It just did not change the outer element of the situation. The outer element you was praying for someone else to change. God's not looking for them to change. He's looking for you to change. When I spoke uh, to myself after reading the scripture well, I read the word of God and I'm going to claim what he said, and uh, you know, but yet I'm still in the valley. It wasn't a magic, uh, a magic carpet. It wasn't Disney World where you just floated out of the, the valley after you No, it wasn't nothing like that. It wasn't nothing fictitious. This is real life. And so after I read the word and I begin to quote the scripture, uh, you know, I, I remember when I was going through something, I just uh, had been elevated to deacon. And, and so a deacon is an ordained office. Don't don't look at a deacon as being nothing less. Mm-hmm. And I started going through something. Got into a situation. And there was no way out. It looked d- dismal. And so God expanded his favor. Gave me favor. Everybody that was around In that instance, when the judgment was passed, said he must have favor. That was what they said. He must have favor because no one else received what he received. No one else was dismissed. No one else was in that situation. They said he has favor. In that moment. There were scriptures that I had been sitting down reading. I would stand up in church and I would read the scripture uh, that that was encouraging to my heart. And. But in this instance, there was no scripture that I could read that was encouraging to my heart. Nope. I didn't know what to think or say. And so in that moment that you are in that despair, that valley of despair, even when you claim the weeping is going to endure for a night and joy is going to come in the morning and then the midday then went by and, and the evening then came back and now it's midnight. What will you do? I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're going to occupy until he come. Well, Pastor, what do you mean occupy? The Bible says that uh, he called ten servants. The Lord was leaving. The master of the house was leaving and he called 10 servants and he delivered them 10 pounds and said unto them, occupy till I come. To occupy means to engage, involve, get involved. What are you going to do? You're going to get involved. But I I don't feel like getting involved. Yeah, I know you don't. You feel like your shoes that you put on felt like cement boots. But you're going to pick those up one leg at a time. You're going to get involved. The attention, the thought. Now, your involvement is not going to be what you're talking to everybody about what you're dealing with. No. But you're going to be involved with what God wants you to be involved with. Occupy means to engage, be involved. The attention, your thought pattern or energy, your strength that you do acts of righteousness. You do what is right. It does not mean That everything is going to subside in that moment. But you got to have an outlet. You have to have an outlet of what you're dealing with. When we don't have that outlet, we implode, we explode. There is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. What are we going to do? The question is, why give the devil a place? Don't give the devil a place. You're already dealing with something. You're already going through things. We already know how difficult it is in the experience of forgiving ourselves when we do something wrong. Don't give the devil a place. Don't give him a a nail to put in the don't give him a shoe to kick you. Don't do don't give the devil a place. Why give the nameslayers a reason? Condemnation is the expression of guilt. The Bible said there is now no condemnation to them who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. I don't know anyone that has done everything right. But you can do what's right from this moment. The Bible said when you come to the light to walk in. It. And so as we have been enlightened, we can walk in the light. We can do what is right. God himself have moved past hiccups. You didn't hit a speed bump. You didn't have a hiccup. You walking around thinking that God, is whole. God has moved past that. There is an issue with uh, our dependency upon the flesh because the flesh is weak. Mm-hmm. But not without the help of God. God has sent us help. The Bible said God sent in his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. For sin condemned sin in the flesh. We don't have to walk around with a condemnation because God has already condemned sin. So therefore we abide in righteousness. It is through his righteousness we are made whole. Romans 5, 6 through 8 says, for when we were yet without strength, church, when we didn't have any strength, believer, when you felt weak, those calling upon the Lord, those that when you felt out of breath and you needed a second wind, for when we were yet without strength, oh my God, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. He didn't die for the righteous. Uh, No, 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 no. He he didn't come for the righteous, but he came for those that was ungodly. He he came for those that had messed up, those that didn't know what to do. And, uh, you know, and I I, I can look back and think about it, it don't matter what I, But what does matter is that God died for the ungodly. That included me. That included you. That included anyone and everyone that you might even look at wrong or they look at you wrong. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet preadventure for a good man some would even. So in our sins, God saw us. God saw that that, that the day will come that, that you might be a predator and prey upon somebody and hurt their feelings. Or that you might become the prey of another and get your feelings hurt. But it says, likewise, the spirit also helps our infirmities. We need to know who to go to. I, I can go to the rock that's, that's stronger than me. I, I can go to the rock that's stronger than you and stand upon him. You can lean upon his word the spirit helps our infirmities it wasn't that i was so great and so strong or 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 the fact that those the advice that was given to me was so but it had the spirit of god behind it and and it was sustaining the infirmity for we know not what we should pray you might have thought your prayers that that you had all the right words but sometimes the right words is not Is not all of the wordiness that we present. Sometimes it's just a mere help. And that's all that you have is help me. It might be with tears in your eyes. Help me. It may not even get to a help me. It might be help and you start muttering. Because you don't know what else to do. It might be that my face is pinned in my pillow with tears because I don't have words to express what I am feeling. Yes, I done went and played basketball. Yes, I done went and lift weights. Yes, I done went for a long walk. Yes, I done went and, and, and sat down and read the word. Yes, I done listened to my favorite song. But then when I that's what the scripture said, weeping and do as a night. That, that meant somebody was crying. After when, when the sun set, and the reality that the day had come to an end. And the change that you were looking for had not occurred in that moment. It don't mean that it wasn't on the way. It just wasn't happening when you thought it would happen. It wasn't happening when you felt it should happen. I I know what that's like. And so I'm here to tell you it will. Uh, You just got to be steadfast, unmovable. Don't change your position. Don't get out of place. Oh my God, bless your name, Jesus. Likewise, the spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray, but but the spirit itself maketh it intercession for with groaning and and which cannot be uttered. I don't have the words, but God does. He, he knows exactly what to do and he searches the heart. He goes deep into the core. The Bible said the the word of God is like a two-edged sword uh, between the the bone and the marrow. So God knows how to go deep. And so he knows how to apply the anesthesia and he knows how to do the operation. And in the process of time, bless you, Lord God, in the process of time, Uh, it's a process. and, And since we live within time, then, then with all my, as Job said, with all, in all my appointed time, I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to wait. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to wait on the Lord. You're going to occupy him and you're still going to walk in righteousness. Uh, you don't have to understand it, but, but, but you don't have to try to analyze it and try to diagnose it and, and come up with a, 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 a perceptive and a time or anything like that. But what you do have to do is is hold on to what God has said. Hold on to uh, to trusting in him and believing in him. Uh, You don't have to understand everything. But yet be steadfast. And and you don't have to be forced for an answer by anyone. Don't let nobody try to force you and and make you think that you got to give them any type of answer for what you're dealing with. Mighty God. But, but have this sure word that I know that that all things, all things work together. And this is gonna work out for my good. I don't see how it's gonna work out. You know, sometimes we're going through things and uh, you know, I remember being asked a question where did you learn something? Well, I was still going through it and you asked me, did I learn something? I'm still in a process. And you're asking me that I learned something because you're trying to analyze and diagnose it and you trying to get something out of it. Mighty God, bless your Lord Jesus. A matter of fact, I don't owe you an answer of what I've learned from it or what I'm getting out of it. My commitment is unto God. Just watch my life. Pray for me. That's as far as that need to go. And if you don't know how to pray, matter of fact, If the Spirit of the Lord is not leading you to pray, don't. Because I don't want you saying the wrong thing. I don't want you getting in the way. I don't want you to, you think you're doing something right, but you're really an agent for the enemy. Woo! Mighty God. Bless your Lord Jesus. Mighty God, I'm going to step back from that for a moment today. But don't be an agent for the enemy. Listen. I'm going to wind down. I have more, but I'm, I want to wind down with this. I, I want you to understand all things work together for the good of them that love him. All things, it works together for the good of them that love the Lord. Now, God is talking to Peter and he gives Peter a word. He tells Peter that, listen, he said the time is going to come. Now, let, I'm, let me just read this from Luke, the 22nd chapter. He tells Peter, he said, man, and I'm paraphrasing this. He said, but you're going to deny me. You're going to deny me. And the time came that Peter was was brought before the high priest and Peter uh, was setting by the fire. And a certain woman walked up to him and said, uh, "You was with him." Peter said, "No, I wasn't with him. I wasn't with him." He denied him. And and, and after a while, someone else came to Peter, another man, and, and and sat down and said, "Man, you was you was with Jesus as well." And Peter said, "No, I wasn't. I wasn't with him, man. I wasn't with him, man. You get you confusing me with someone else." And then. Uh, about an hour went by and someone else came and and said, man, yeah, you, you shouldn't have. You look like you was with him. And Peter said, man, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Matter of fact, I believe one, one passage talks about Peter got, got a little unruly, had some choice words. I, I know. And about that time, he saw the expression, The Lord, turned and looked at him. This is what Luke said. And Peter remembered the words of the Lord and how he had. What he said to him. That the rooster, the cock would crow and shall deny you. You're going to deny me three times before this happened. And Peter went out and he wept bitterly. For those that say, well, you know, I've been too far. I've done things that, that you know, how could that work to my good? You don't hear about Peter having major hiccups. No, I could think of some things to talk about with Peter, but it was after this, this one big hiccup that Peter had. Sometime you're gonna have And this ain't going to be every day. This is not going to be year after year and through the rest of your life. But you're going to have that one big hiccup. And you're going to look back and you're going to say, I'll never do that again. I'll never betray the Lord. I'll never deny him again. I'll never do that to anyone else. I know what it felt like. And so I won't do that because when I experienced it, I didn't like it. So why would I put someone else through it? Peter denied the Lord. This one hiccup. You don't read about Peter denying him anymore. It worked to his good. Yep, Peter lied. You you mean a lie can work to my good? Look how Peter felt after that lie. Look what it did to him. You don't read about Peter lying anymore. Nope. You read about a few other little things that had to be worked out of. He needed to go on the ironing board and get the wrinkles out. But you don't hear about him and his commitment, him struggling and his commitment with the Lord after that. That's for those that feel like, well, sin, the sin in my life is, how is that working to my good? Listen, God knows how to use all things to work to our good, including that. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for your word today, for prayer. and Lord God, we thank you for all that we have experienced in this worship service, Lord, and Lord God, and we just pray and ask that you would bless those that have been listening, that have tuned in, Lord God, and to uh, to hear your word. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for how you have blessed Lord God, and we pray and ask that you will continue to uh, bless those that will be listening later. Lord Jesus, as we stand on your word, we stand with expectation, Lord God, and, and, and Lord Jesus, and we know that, that there are times that we have to walk through the valley of the, the shadow of death, and Lord God, we know that, that there are things that we deal with on day to day, Lord God, and you've given this opportunity uh, in this moment to talk about how all things can work to our good, Lord Jesus, and the testimony uh, that has been used in this message, Lord God, of, of how you have brought about deliverance and elevation, Lord Jesus, because of the steadfastness, because of the, you know, the, the pain, the, the, the suffering, the, the, the things that have went on. And I Thank you, Lord. I just pray and ask that you would bless those that are that have heard your word and those that will be listening later to understand and embrace that that, that there is nothing too hard for you. That whatever it is that they have that they're going through, Lord God, and whether it is they feel like they failed in some way, Lord God, to understand that you know how to take that and, and to use it and, and to uh to make it edible. Lord God, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, we just bless your name, Savior. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. I I used a reference in that prayer of of something being edible. And let me explain that for those that may not know. After uh, Elijah was caught up, Elisha was there and and saw and received the blessing. One of the servants was creating... um, a pot, a stew for the people to eat. And you know, he went, he saw some berries. They looked it good, ooh, those berries look good. And he picked those berries and put them in the pot. And when someone ate from, it it poisoned, it poisoned the, the pot, the porridge or the stew, whatever they had been made, uh, it poisoned it and they took it to Elisha and Elisha prayed over it. And when he prayed over it, the food became edible. And they served it to everyone, and no one died. God knows how to use all things. All things will work for His good. Continue to pray for us as we we're praying for you. Uh, as the Lord is enlarging our borders, and you know, and again, uh, appreciate you tuning in. As we come to the end of this service, we have another service that that we're headed to, uh, which is. 30 miles away, you know, going to encourage uh, our church family and fellowship. And so this is a day, of full day of ministry. So I solicit your prayers. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson. If you are not, if you don't have a church home, well, you're welcome to join in here with us. If you're looking for ministry and growth. And if you're not local within the L.A. area, Riverside County, you know, San Bernardino, go to a church. Become involved. Gather together where there's healing, where the word of God, where you can be fed. Don't sit at home saying, well, I can read it and get it for myself. No, you you need it from how God has instructed. We have to follow what God has put in together. Don't listen to nobody say, no, that was for then or anything like that. Ask me about it. (laughs) Ask me about it. God bless you. Continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. Listen, I'm about to play a song, and this song is not for everybody. Let me just be upfront. I'm a music person. I play bass guitar, you know, and and, and so, um, but this song, you know, um, may not be for everybody. Some might even say, "Well, you know, why?" No, listen, listen, listen. And and so, you know, it's like when Kirk Franklin started doing music. It wasn't something that he was doing new. It just caught some some older folks off guard. I'm not there. And so, you know, I had a discussion with my uh, grandson. I'm older, I'm not old, but I'm older than him. You know, we played basketball yesterday. Go out and play some basketball, do something fun with your friends and family, you know, and, and laugh and, and have a good time. Be blessed. I'm just happy and I'm just talking, But but be blessed, be blessed, God bless you.